Blog Talk Radio. Let me tell you about something new. A new show called G's Power. G's Power. Real talk for real saints. Are you ready? And it's for real. Welcome to G's Power Hour live every weekday at 11.30 a.m. on Never Had It So Good Entertainment Network. Your host, G, will bring you informative and entertaining guests and a variety of topics in a way that you can absorb and enjoy. Listen in weekdays and call in at 516-387-1944. We love interaction. All shows can be downloaded if you miss one or found on iTunes the next day. G's Power Hour is powered by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. Good morning, brothers and sisters, kings and queens, angels and saints, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us on this beautiful Friday here in Central Florida. Oh, you got to be here. Anyway, we are pleased to welcome back on this third Friday during our Friday in the Garden with Mr. Robert Bowden. Mr. Bowden, how are you? Oh, no, oh, no. Is Mr. Bout not with us? I'm going to have to try to track him down. So, um, He's not on. we're going to take a quick, okay, thank you. We're going to take a quick break, and I'm going to try to see where he is, because I communicated with him this morning. He said, yes, he'd be here. So, uh, anyway, if you've got things you want to talk about, we can just open it up. The um, number is 516-387-1944. Geez, Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. We'll be right back. Over the past 60 years, Dove Beauty Bar's superior formula has remained unchanged. But when it comes to beauty, everything changed. Together, we redefined beauty. We said no to stereotypes and yes to every type. We let go of judgments and embraced what makes us unique. We're proud to have been there with you, caring for you every step of the way. Here's to the next 60 years. Does it appear the long arm of the law is working against you instead of for you? Whom do you call when the boys in blue are pursuing you? When the wrong person behind bars may end up being you? With over 40 years combined legal expertise, Anderson and Welch bring to bear a smart, sound, sensible defense of those caught in what may be the unrelenting grip of the legal system. Turn to Anderson and Welch first to get ahead of trouble, not fall into it, by calling 561-832-3386. That's 561-832-3386. That's Anderson and Welch Law Firm online at andersonandwelch.com. Hey there, welcome back to G's Power Hour. I've never had it so good. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us. Uh, like all wonderful people, um, he's, I think, multitasking. So he said he is going to call in. He's got to pull off on the side of the road, and he will do that. So give him just a minute. But anyway, um, I hope you all are doing well. Uh, so one of the things, I have a new gig, and so I'm learning different things as I'm going, which is I, I think is always a good thing. I think if you're not learning, you're not growing, you're not contributing. Um, so anyway, I understand that next week is Red Ribbon Week. Um, and from what I understand, it's the, ty- it's the time where um, some of the schools and some people sit down and talk to their kids about the uh, – you know, what can happen, the negative things that can happen if they engage in in drugs and alcohol. So I wanted to just encourage, you don't have to start next week, you know, have some open, honest conversations with your kids about, you know, the hazards, the repercussions, you know, what can happen, not just now, but down the road in terms of their future, in terms of their, you know, college careers, in terms of their job careers. Um, if, you know, 
they could get caught up in, in some of the bad things that occur when you do um, alcohol and drugs. So please take this time to sit down and talk with your kids, answer the questions, get them to feel free to open up and ask those questions. And um, if you have to bring other, there are a variety of experts in, including people who have, you know, maybe messed up their lives because they've done this. So, you know, if you, you know, if you have somebody that can talk to them honestly about this is what happened to me and I wouldn't do it again, if you know, please take this time. So anyway, Mr. Bond, good morning. How you doing? I'm doing very well, thank you. How are you? I'm doing quite well, thank you so much. So um, thanks for taking the time out. I know you are a very, very, very busy person. Um, I'm going to start <laughs> Yeah, I know, that's putting it my even though you're retired, you know, I I've talked to a few retired people lately that have said, I'm busier than I was when I worked. Uh, so you I know, don't know if you're one of those. You know, you know the hardest part is trying to keep track of what day of the week it is. I know. <laughs> I know, I know. It's like, yeah. what am I supposed to, you know, and, and it's, it's a matter of, you know, looking at the phone, the data, or, you know, I mean, even having the alarm go off and tell you what day it is, if you can set that up. I don't know. But, yeah, you I can had, get that kind of confused. I had, I had to get a, a special clock to put on my nightstand that told me not only what time it was, but um, what day of the week it was as well. So, wow! In what month? In what month? Uh, yep, I, I found myself, and I'm I'm not necessarily retired, so to speak, but I just found myself one day. I guess I got a little off track, and I wrote down different months on three different occasions, anywhere from June to November. So I, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with my head, but we got to keep busy, keep it sharp. So. I have can, a question. Can, can you can you hear me okay? Yeah, I can hear you just fine, thank you. Um Okay. So I have a question about um the cutting off of I guess vegetables, flowers and vegetables and how long they last and how to keep them lasting. Anywhere from cut flowers to you know, I see people they cut the, the pumpkins off and the they have the pumpkins sitting outdoors as decorations and stuff like that. And I'm like, okay, well, how long do those last before they start to, you know, go go, go the well, there's, wrong way? Yeah, there, there are a lot of myths about how to keep uh, fresh flowers fresh, including, uh, you know, dropping aspirin into the water, using right. uh, soft, drinks right. like, soft drinks like Sprite. Uh, because it adds the sugar. Um, right. I gotta tell you, it's all it's all hooey. It, none of mm. none of that's true. Yeah. The best thing you can do, quite honestly, is change change the water periodically. Um, and you know, if if you've had them for a while, you know, take them out of the vase and cut the cut about one inch of the bottom of the stem off and then put them back in. It's important, I know it seems like a minor point, but when you take the, the flowers out of the water, and this probably is there for you know two or three days, take them out of the water, and when you cut them, make sure you cut the flower stem under running water. Uh, and I've, way, I've done that, and I've I've not been sure why you do that, but I use, I have heard that I've heard all of the myths, and I've tried the myths, like you mentioned, the aspirin, the sprite, and everything. And yeah, I do yeah. set my flowers under running water um, when I get them, right. even when I get them from the store, if I'm not cutting them myself. What is the reason yep. for that? Well, if if you just cut them and then put them back in the water, what happens is you get an air bubble in there and uh, the, the air bubble travels up the stem a little bit and then it starts sucking water again and then that air bubble uh, eventually ends up right behind where the petals are we call that the sepal 
that those are those were the the flower bud covers, and the, you have a big air bubble there now, and the the, the water doesn't go to the flower; uh, it stays behind that bubble. So um, there's a little trick, you know, roses, whether you uh, buy them at the grocery store or have someone send them to you, are very uh-huh. expensive. And yes. I don't know about you, but um, you know when I when I buy roses, sometimes the roses don't last three or four days, and that this doesn't um, this doesn't make any sense. So I have a I have a little trick for you. Okay. You uh, you take a pin, and you know you have. If you're if you're looking at the rose from the flower, and then there's like a, a large part behind the flower, and then the stem. All right. Well, that large part um, is where the uh, seeds and all that are. And so you take a push pin, and you stick that push pin all the way through that enlarged part behind the petals itself. So you have the stem, then you get that swollen part, and then the flower. You push a push pin all the way through that from one side to another. What you're doing is creating a small hole for that air bubble to escape. So cut the flower underwater. You want to use very warm water. Put that push pin in. Pull it out, and the warm water will be drawn up the stem of that flower really fast, and it will force that air bubble out those little tiny holes. And I've seen roses that were just about totally collapsed and use that push pin, and they've come back within uh, five or six hours. So you can make your roses last a lot longer. Wow, I never knew that at all. So I thank you for Pretty that great. one because I I love my roses. I'm I'm full of absolutely worthless information just like that. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> so um, I'm glad to hear that about the roses and the cut flowers and the running in the water and the push pin. I did not know that about the push pin at all. So that's great. But let me ask you then, what about, um, you know, people cutting the pumpkins and gourds and stuff and leaving them out as, as decorations and, and stuff? How long do they last, and are you expected to do anything to them while they are sitting out? Yeah, my my wife actually found an article uh, in the paper, uh, or Megas, when we get a lot of um, professional magazines on fruit growers and things like that. And the, their recommendation is to go ahead and take all the seeds out, you know, take the top off, take the seeds out, carve it however you like, and then treat all of the cut um, parts with vinegar. So either use, if they're small enough, you can just dunk them into a pail with vinegar in it. But you could use like a little paintbrush and paint all of the cut areas with uh, apple cider vinegar. And for some reason, not sure why, but for some reason the the pumpkin lasts a lot longer that way. Really? So you, okay, so you do have to hollow it out first and then put the lid back on and then treat it. I mean, if, if you if you're going to carve your pumpkin, yeah, you're going to, to take the top off, take the seeds out, and then carve it, and then you treat all of the cut surfaces with uh, apple cider vinegar. And for some reason, um, that works, and the pumpkin lasts a lot longer. Good to know. I'm. Um... Yes, you are. You do have all of that wonderful information. <laughs> you are little do, just a little, walking, walking. Little do you know that I'm. 
Little do you know that I'm making it all up. <laughs> I, I don't buy that one bit. You, you have you have a plethora of experience. So, but anyway, well, let's even, take a quick even, break. Even, let's take a quick break, Robert. We're going to come back. We're going to come back to you. Actually. Yeah, we're going to take a quick break, let you get settled. So we're going to come back to you. And if you have questions for Robert or comments, the number is 516-387-1944. G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. We'll be right back. This is Douglas Dobbs of Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service. We have served the Central Florida community for 29 years with quality funeral and cremation services. Honoring all religions and faith, we have been here for many grieving families. Whether it's a complete funeral service with a burial or a simple dignified cremation, Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service is here for you. Located at 430 North Kirkman Road at the 408 Expressway, Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service, 407-578-7720. Dobbs, dedicated to serving our families. Having a wedding, reception, family reunion, planning a banquet, or some other fundraising event. Need to share your knowledge through a workshop or seminar? or it's a difficult time and you need to plan a wake or repast, let us help. At our gatherings, let us reduce the stress and make the occasion memorable, treasured. Call our gatherings at 407-968-9387 or email ourgatherings at yahoo.com. Let us help plan your special event. Over the past 60 years, Dove Beauty Bar's superior formula has remained unchanged. But when it comes to beauty, everything changed. Together, we redefined beauty. We said no to stereotypes and yes to every type. We let go of judgments and embraced what makes us unique. We're proud to have been there with you, caring for you every step of the way. Here's to the next 60 years. Welcome back to G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. We are spending Friday in the garden with Mr. Robert Bowden, and the number is 516-387-1944 in case you have any questions or comments. So, Robert, how's your fall garden going? Oh, it's uh, it's coming along really, really well. I uh, planted seeds for uh, tomatoes and uh, artichokes and what else? Uh, Peppers. I did all of that on August 1st and my tomatoes now, I planted them in the ground last Wednesday and uh, they're about uh, 12 inches tall and they're doing really, really well. Um, I've planted Seedlings are planted seeds to make some seedlings of things like broccoli and cabbage and kale and all of that. And um, they're they're about four to five inches tall, so I'm going to probably go another couple couple weeks on those before I put them out into the garden. So they're doing really well. This is a great time of the year to grow uh, vegetables of all kinds. This is the time of the year where we grow most of uh, all the vegetables that we eat because the weather is a little cooler, and um, this is the this is the time of year where you want to grow uh, the tomatoes and the broccoli and the squash and the cucumbers and just about everything that uh, you want to eat. Um, this is the time of the year that you grow them. Um, you know, obviously, you you want to uh, grow your okra and things like that in the summertime, sweet potatoes. But there's a very long list of plants that you can grow uh, this time of the year, and the, you just need to. Um, I I would recommend you take a soil sample, and uh, you can get a little soil test kit at any one of the. Uh, garden centers or a uh, home improvement store. They run about 10 bucks or so. Test your soil to see what nutrients your soil needs so your plants grow properly. And then uh, um, they 
you know, as long as they get eight hours of full sun and plenty of water, um, then you, your vegetables should do pretty well. It's a great time of the year to be out in the garden, that's for sure. You mentioned the seeds, and I had a question about that in terms of how do you know when you've gotten a bad seed? Do you, can do you, can you tell like right out the packet, or do you te- are you able to tell uh, shortly after you planted the seed? How do you know? Um, I would I would say that if you buy seeds from a garden center or home improvement store or you buy them online from a reputable dealer, you're going to get good seeds. Keep in mind that when you open that package, um, there, uh, you know, the clock is ticking for how uh, long those seeds will last and stay fresh. The seed mm-hmm. companies would like to tell you that uh, you need to buy new seeds every every year before you start planting. And I I know from experience that there are many vegetables that can last uh, if you store them properly uh, will last uh, uh, two or three years. So the oh. real key, the real key is when you open that package and you use whatever seeds you need, um, you store those seeds in an airtight container in a cool, dark location. So what that means is that you can store them in a Ziploc bag if you want. You don't have to get real fancy. I have a little plastic container with a lid on it, and I... I have two refrigerators at home because I got four kids. And one of the refrigerators, I store all of my seeds in the vegetable crisper drawer at the bottom. It's cool and it's dark. And I've had seeds last up to six or seven years. There are some seeds, some vegetables that are, in fact, perishable, like lettuce. Um, you know, if you if you can plant uh, a season's worth of lettuce and you have some left, they aren't going to store real well. They they diminish uh, very quickly. But things like mm. beans and cauliflower and broccoli and cabbage and Brussels sprouts and kale, I mean, all nearly all that stuff, if you store them in a in a airtight container and keep them cool and dark, there's no reason why they shouldn't last you five years. And keep in mind, um, if you go to a grocery store and you go to the soup aisle and you have packages of beans, whether they were frijoles negros or navy beans or pinto beans or lima beans, you can plant those just as you would if you were buying them from a seed uh, store, a seed company, and they'll grow. And uh, you can get, I guess, what are there, two, three hundred seeds, maybe a thousand seeds, and one of those little packages of soup beans, uh, Mm -hmm. black-eyed peas, black-eyed peas, you grow those in the summer. Um, you, You spend $3 for a package of soup beans, and there's, I don't know, a couple hundred probably um, seeds in there, and they'll all grow and produce uh, beans for you. So um, you can actually go to the grocery store and get seeds for your garden. Okay. So what what do you usually grab from – what what makes your decision in terms of what you grab from the store, and and do you have a – preference in terms of the store you go to uh, where you know, hey, I know I'm going to get, you know, the quality stuff from this particular store. Or when I order seeds, I'm going to go and I'm going to get quality seeds, you know, that aren't going to fail me from this particular place. If you're um, if you're growing just uh, regular uh, vegetables like beans and 
kale and broccoli and things, you can get them from a number of places and be uh, assured uh, that you're going to get a good crop from them. You can get them from garden centers. You can get them from uh, home improvement stores. They have big racks full of, of seeds. You can get them from uh, online, you know, go to stores like uh, Burpee or Park Seed Company. They, they have good seeds. Uh, and don't forget, you can always go to uh, a um, feed store. Uh, the one that immediately comes to mind in Orlando would be Palmer's Feed Store. It's on the corner of Paramore and Robinson, just down the street from the soccer stadium. And okay. if you if you go if you go there and say, you know, I'd like uh, I'd like to grow some pole beans. What do you recommend? Well, they have one or two different kinds of pole beans, and they'll sell them to you in bulk. So if you say, well, I need an ounce or I need uh, two ounces, you know, they're going to measure the weight and then put them in a little plastic bag for you and write on them what they are. And they're only going to give you seeds that they have experience in growing them. They wouldn't stay in business very long if they were giving you seeds that didn't perform well in the varieties didn't perform well. So right. you, you can get all the all the things that grow at the right time of the year, you could go to a feed store. You could go to there's every little town like Apopka or Sanford has feed stores and they sell bulk seeds. And they're not only do they provide seeds, but they also have a wealth of knowledge. Uh, and you can ask them questions about what I should plant when, um, you know, potatoes, for instance. When do you plant sweet potatoes? When do you plant uh, Yukon gold potatoes? They have all that information, and uh, they're just a wealth of information like that. And so you, I would not overlook them um, for information about what seeds to grow. But if you're just growing a regular like a regular bean and just some lettuce to grow in the garden, uh, you could very easily go to a feed store and get them. And, um, you know, Lowe's and Home Depot, for instance, they'll they'll sell um, fairy fairy morse seeds. They'll sell burpee seeds. Um, I know if you go out to our good friend's, in Oviedo at Lucas Garden Center, Lucas Nursery. They've been there four generations in the same location, and they sell seeds, but they're, they're, they, they provide um, seeds, varieties of flowers and vegetables for people who um, have tried a lot of different varieties, and they have special or they, they prefer certain special varieties. Um, if you're looking for sort of unique vegetables or unique flowers, um, I know Lucas would uh, carry I've In fact, I have three in my car right now that I need to sow. I've got some wheatgrass and I've got some oats I need to grow for my little kitties, my, my, my cats. They like uh, chewing on uh, wheatgrass, and then they had some really unusual nasturtium seeds, which I bought, and they had a really uh, unusual packet of vegetables called salad bowl blend. Instead of one variety of, of lettuce, there were um, three or four different kinds of lettuce in the same package. Mm. So... Um, you get red ones, you get green ones, and you get leafy, and you get uh, buttercrust. So, yeah, Lucas is a great place to get them too if you're if you're in the Central Florida area. I keep saying I'm going to go out there because that that is a, a kind of a, a 
I won't say a long haul, but it is a haul from from me versus some other places. But I, I do enjoy going out there when I get a chance, and I've been to some classes and stuff out there. But, um, yeah, it, it's one of those things where I have to actually plan to have some time to go. So, and but, you know, um, I'm glad you brought up I'm glad you brought up classes because even though I'm retired as the director of the gardens after 30 years, uh, they still let me. And um, yep. just just yesterday, for example, uh, I taught a class on growing vegetables and raised beds. How how to make a raised bed? What size? What size they should be? Uh, what they should be made of? And what kind of potting soil to use. And, and we, we have that class at least once a month uh, and maybe more often. But you would go to mm-hmm. Eventbrite and then go mm-hmm. to Lou Gardens, Lou Gardens Events and mm-hmm. uh, see, what, see what classes I'm teaching there. And, and uh, it could be uh, the Winter Vegetable Garden. It could be flowers in the shade. Uh, it could be um, raised bed garden. I usually have one of those at least once a month because they're very popular, and uh, they fill up fast. Uh, the yeah. the uh, the raised bed garden filled up within a week after it was posted on Eventbrite, and we can hold up to uh, 21 guests. So I'm, uh, just go to Lou Gardens on Eventbrite and see what classes. And they're all very reasonably priced. And many of them, like the vegetable class, everybody leaves with a little package of seeds. Same thing with the herbs. You know, herbs in the wintertime are different than the herbs that you grow in the summertime. So you come to the class. We go to the herb garden uh, at the garden and show people what the plants look like, and then everybody leaves with a little package of herb seeds. So, um, yeah, if you're looking for uh, where to get some information, Lou Garden is still a good place to go. Yeah, I, I, I'm really looking forward to trying to attend a few more of the classes. I've only done one every once in a while, so I'm looking forward to doing more of that. And you did talk, I think, the last show about uh, more about raised beds and stuff like that, because I keep saying i got to go back and listen to that show because I, I've got a little more time, <laughs> so I think, you know, and the weather's, you know, nice. So uh, I think I want to get out there and, and uh put that to get used because my, my husband and I have been back and forth. He's been trying to get me to do a raise bed for the longest, but you know, between the two of you, you guys have convinced me to, you know, go ahead and do the raise bed because I'm like, no, it needs to be in the ground, but you know, well, I, I uh, understand I have, that better now. I have to tell you that I'm I see the benefits of doing it both ways. Um, okay. When my okay. When my children were younger, uh, they planted a whole slew of acorns in my yard, and one of them that that actually grew grew up between my swimming pool and my vegetable garden. And of course, oh. the roots are going to grow towards the vegetable garden because that's where all of the nutrients and the water is. And mm. so I got this huge, huge tree, and after 15 years, the roots had gone into the vegetable garden and grew so thick that I couldn't I couldn't turn the soil over anymore because of all the, oh, no. the fine roots in there. So I had to chop the tree down, which was not a very popular thing with my family. But all no. these all these fine all these fine roots were growing into the vegetable garden and nothing would grow. So my oh. wife suggested that maybe uh, I would consider uh, creating a a small a small herb garden um, made out of uh, blocks um, and a couple boards, and I have to tell you, it's it's the it's the best herb garden I've ever had because oh, wow. the, Good. you know the the roots of the herb garden stay in the potting soil above ground, and uh, the 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 roots from the tree are decomposing now because the tree's dead and maybe someday I'll be able to get back in there. But 
you can you can they have these little blocks that you can get from a home improvement store, and it's got little slits in the side. They're six inches tall. They cost about two fifty a piece, and uh, you simply buy a board that's two inches thick and six inches wide and four feet long. So you buy two eight-foot boards and cut them in half, and then you slide them in those little slots and then fill it with potting soil. Um, I created, I built and planted uh, an herb garden in under 15 minutes. Oh, and wow. it, like I said, it's the best. It's the best herb garden I've ever had, and it it it's 10 feet away from the garden or from the kitchen. So when my wife cooks, she just simply goes out and snips a little parsley, a little thyme, a little whatever, and it's only 10 feet away. And those plants are so happy because they don't have to compete with the tree roots anymore, and they're very happy. Good. So you need to do that. Yep, you need to do that. And the people at the store will uh, will help you find the parts that you need to put it together. Okay. All right. Always good to know. Always good information from you, Robert. Because, like I said, you know, and like I said, by listening to you over the years and stuff, it's gotten me to change my mind and, and look at stuff with fresh eyes in terms of. You know, I'm still lousy, but I, I'm, like, not giving up. I'm uh, going to try to do better um, in terms of getting in the garden because, like I said, with, with the prices of, of food in the grocery stores going up, you know, you, I mean, you may not necessarily be able to do, you know, supplement everything, but, you know, I've always thought, for example, if you get together with your neighbors and say, okay, you grow some of this, you grow some of that or whatever, and then maybe do an exchange or something once a month, of, of items, everybody could could probably benefit from something like that. So maybe you don't the, have to be an expert thing, in all things, but just maybe a few. And you know the the great thing about that four by four garden that you can build out of some blocks and a couple boards. Um, you know, if if you've never gardened before, um, you can try it, and if it works out for you, great. You can enlarge the garden uh, in a modular way. But if it doesn't work out, um, you just pull the boards up and uh, spread the dirt around, and you haven't lost anything. Okay. Sounds good. Okay, we're going to take another break. We are here with Robert Bowden. It is Friday in the garden. And if you have questions or comments, the number is 516 Three eight seven one nine four four. G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. We'll be right back. This is Douglas Dobbs, owner and funeral director at Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service. We have served the Central Florida community with two generations of family funeral service. With the recent addition of my son Brandon, we are here to take care of the needs of Central and West Orlando. From simple cremation to a full burial, Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service is here to help you. Located at 430 North Kirkman Road at the 408 Expressway. Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service, 407-578-7720. Dobbs dedicated to serving our families. Hi, I'm Tim Garris. Uh, You may know me as Timmy G. (laughs) Yeah, I know. It's been two decades, but I want you to know I'm back in the architecture, and I've got a mix of music that can help you relax and chill out. It's smooth. It's relaxing. It's chill out jazz. The soulful mix of smooth jazz, soul, and smooth R&B. So join me every Wednesday night, 10 p.m. to midnight, on KHAM Radio. Good afternoon. Welcome back to G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us on this beautiful Friday afternoon. Oh, please get out and enjoy it if you can, when you can. I mean, even if it's a few minutes, you know, just please take advantage of what the Florida weather has to offer today. And if you're somewhere else, you're always welcome to Florida. And if you're somewhere else and you can't make it to Florida, I hope that you um, 
are able to go out and, and enjoy whatever the weather is. It's, we get cooped up sometimes, and we, we don't really get out and just take a few minutes to just sit out or stand out and enjoy the, the sunshine or uh, the elements. And so, you know, hopefully you'll be able to get out and enjoy yourself today. We're here with Robert Bowden. Uh, it's Friday in the garden, and he's giving us some, some tips and stuff like that. So, Robert, what I, I'm, I'm glad I asked you about the seeds that that was good um, because um, you know sometimes you have to wonder whether or not it's the seeds or some or something that you're doing or whatever. And I wanted to ask you too about uh, what you use and, and how you make the decision in terms of whether or not you're going to use, go organic or you're going to use um, uh, some um, other type of chemical. Well, um, the various sources for materials to gardening have made it real easy because, uh, you know, just even five years ago, trying to find um, supplies, fertilizer, seeds that were grown organically was, um, wasn't easy. It was very difficult. But um, it seems like growing organically has become very popular. And uh, most of the stores sell organic products, whether it's uh, organic fertilizer or seeds that were grown and made available to you that are organically grown. And uh, things like insecticides that are strictly organic so you don't have to use harmful pesticides. Um, There there really isn't much of a decision anymore. Um, The cost is about the same um, and the the efficacy the the um, the way the chemical works whether it's synthetic or whether it's organic work just about the same and the cost now is just about the same uh, that's wasn't the case just five years ago but um, things that you use to grow organically or have have come down to be just about the same price as growing anything in a synthetic manner. So whether you buy garden tone, uh, vegetable garden fertilizer, or whether you buy um, a miracle Grow liquid fertilizer that you put on with uh, your garden hose, um, the cost works out just to be just about the same. So whether you go organic or whether you grow partially organic or whether you grow using only synthetic man-made products, um, the costs are just about the same. It used to be that organic was far more expensive, but that's not the case anymore. So whether you go uh, organic or not organic, um, the the way you grow them, uh, the chemicals that you use, either way, uh, the cost is going to be the same. So that's the good news. You can grow whichever way you prefer. Well, that is good to hear because, yes, I do remember when the prices were just kind of cost prohibitive. You know, in some cases, you know, you, you pay it almost, uh, you know, half more or or you, you know, sometimes double. Um, but, but the thing is I want to find out is, how what determines whether a product gets that organic moniker on it? Um, there are very stringent guidelines by USDA that um, they they um, they publish uh, the rules and regulations. If you see something that's quoted as being organic. It has to be able to uh, pass a a rather rigorous uh, set of guidelines from the USDA. So you can't just slap uh, an organic um, moniker on a package of seeds or on potting soil or insecticide uh, without it getting approved first. And they're very, very strict about that so um, 
and there and there are organic things that you can use uh, that the USDA doesn't have any oversight responsibility. As an example, um, we sometimes will get uh, bugs of some sort on our vegetables, and rather than go to um, the garden shed or the garage and pull up a, a heavy-duty chemical to kill them, um, I simply go to the kitchen and get a bottle of um, liquid ivory soap, and I'll put, I'll, I'll fill up a, a quart spray bottle with water, put a tablespoon of ivory soap in there, and I'll shake it up, and then I'll spray that on the bugs, and that'll and that will control them. Uh, that's organic. Um, but there aren't any restrictions on that. So there are a lot of little home remedies like that you, you can use. But for a company to put the word organic on a product, whether it's seeds or insecticides or uh, little other little accessories, uh, it has to pass some pretty stringent regulations created by the Department of Agriculture. So, um, you know, that's one thing the government does do well for us. It, it keeps uh, keeps companies honest and makes sure that they're growing the right stuff. Well, that's good to hear because I've I've always been concerned about you know if someone's getting away with something by just slapping the you know organic, especially since growing organically has become so popular now. Like you said, so the, that's one of the reasons I think that's uh, you know driven more uh, companies to have organic products because of people have kind of steered away and people are more conscious about what they're planting and what they're putting in their bodies and what you know what gets in contact with their skin and so on and so forth. So, and um, you know, like I said, and don't don't forget, you can you can grow a lot of vegetables uh, from. The grocery store, like I said, all those different beans, the the black beans, the navy beans, the kidney beans, all those can be grown from soup beans. Uh, you can, um, you know, once you're through with a, a a bunch of celery, you still have that, that one little piece that's about six inches long and it's got that little tough little bottom on it. You can take that put that in a pot and grow it and you can grow celery from the celery you buy at the store. Um, you can, you can buy raw peanuts and grow peanuts that you get at the grocery store. You can just put them in a, uh, a wicker basket or like a five gallon bucket and grow peanuts from the store. You can, you know, the green onions, the scallions, um, I don't, you know, when I cook with scallions, I don't usually use the white part anyway. You only use the green. So you chop mm. the green part off, and you can take the white part of a of a of a like a scallion and put that in a pot and grow onions on your back porch with vegetables that you grew from that you bought at the store. So you you don't have to. Um, you don't have to get real crazy and buy seeds. You can buy stuff from the store. Um, a, a good example, you can buy um, coriander seeds. If you go to a, um, a, a grocery store and buy coriander seeds in the herb aisle, well, that's those are seeds for cilantro. And cilantro is the is the most popular herb uh, in the world. It's it's eaten by more people than any other herb. And so you simply wow. go to um, go to the store and you buy coriander seed and you plant those and you're going to get um, cilantro. Uh, you do the same thing with uh, dill seed, same thing with uh, celery seed, same thing with um, fennel seed, you can just go to the herb aisle and um, 
by the seeds that way and grow them without. And you get ten times what you get in a little package of seeds. Wow. Okay. All right. So, all right. So I'm going to switch gears a little bit. We do have the the holidays coming up, and um, people are probably trying to uh, prep, you know, make a list, who's coming, who's not, um, you know, are are we going out, are we eating in, are we traveling, all that type of stuff. But um, for those that are cooking the essential uh, holiday meal, uh, what suggestions do you have in terms of, you know, maybe something a little bit non-traditional that they could, you know, add to the menu? Hmm. Well, or do you, you um, stick with the, the traditional stuff? Yeah, I'm, uh, you know, I'm old school. and um, Okay. Yeah, I, I usually just, I usually just, um, get the stuff that everybody, you know, the the uh, stuffing and the turkey and the green beans and mm-hmm. all that sort of thing. So, yeah, I'm, okay. I'm more traditional. I'm sorry to disappoint you. No, no disappointment at all. So, um, so do you uh, – are, are there items that you prepare in advance and maybe put away until, you know, the big day comes up? Um, i tell you what I do do because um, we have a lot of people in our family and each one of them has a different culinary preference. So during the holidays, both Thanksgiving and Christmas, um, I will use my family as guinea pigs uh, to try new recipes out. So a, a good example, last Thanksgiving, I made a soup uh, um, using uh, hard or firm tofu. Now, my family is not tofu uh, kind of people, you know. Um, they they like eating regular food. Not that not that tofu isn't, but it's it's a little. It's not exactly what you call mainstream. And so I made this black rice. Uh, with uh, firm tofu and then um, use some ginger that I grew in the garden and at the end of the day the, the pot was totally empty and I think the kids if they could have you know they probably would have been licking the pot um, and it's not that the recipe was that great but the fact that we used fresh ginger in the garden um, makes a big difference. The stuff, the ginger that you grow and the ginger uh, that you get in the store are totally different. So I will, because I still um, teach um, classes, cooking classes at the garden, and I'm always looking for new and interesting recipes for those. And uh, I use my family as guinea pigs. Black rice, ginger, tofu soup uh, was was pretty tasty. And um, they seem to like it. So uh, and some make it and some don't. I made a little mm-hmm. uh, uh, dessert with uh, key limes and um that one that was a big hit because uh and I used real limes, key limes to do it. So I made a key lime pie. Do you know how many limes it takes <laughs> to create a key lime pie? I know that it you probably know, so, takes quite a few because they're not big. No. They're they're smaller than a golf ball. Mm-hmm. And you have to, you know, cut them in half and squeeze them. And you need one cup of lime juice to make this lime key lime pie. And I have to tell you, my arms were sore when it was all done because I used to, because they have to squeeze those things. It, I had to use 30 key limes to get one cup of juice uh, to make that key lime pie. And, of course, key limes kind of hard to find now because of the 
the citrus disease. But right. Yeah. Well, um, we're more traditional in the way we in the rest in the things that we eat. But I'll use them uh, as guinea pigs, and they'll tell me whether they like them or dislike them. And so far, well, I'm, I'm running about most of I'm most of them I'm seen seem to be doing okay. Either that or you're just not, they're being polite and just won't tell me it was awful. I don't know which. I doubt that. Not after all of these years. And see, you so you do mix it up a little bit. You don't necessarily, I mean, you, you have the traditional, but you do stick a little bit of, of something different in there each time. So, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Usually two or, yeah. Three, two or three new recipes I try out. Yeah. So, good. You got to keep it interesting, you know. Sometimes. Yep. Yep. So, so um, what are we doing in the garden um, as as we move forward? You were talking about where your fall garden is, and 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 pretty soon we'll be <laughs> preparing for the winter garden. It seems right. So, right. Yeah. So, what are you doing? Well, in the in the vegetable garden, you grow just about everything this time of year. So, cabbage, mm-hmm. broccoli, collards kale, onions of all different kinds. Make sure that when you grow onions, you grow them from seed. And uh, make sure that the seeds that you get are for short-day onions. There's a huge difference between the onions that you can grow up north and the onions that you grow in the south. So when you buy the seeds, like Vidalia, Red Creole, um, Grano or Granex, those are all short-day onions, and you have to start them from seed. So make sure you get the right ones, otherwise you won't have any luck. And you can grow things like Malabar spinach. You can grow uh, cucumbers and squash all those this time of year. And as long as we don't get a cold spell, you know, with frost, you can grow them all winter long. Cabbages, the broccoli, the all of those, even if it gets frost, they actually prefer that. They like a little bit of cold weather. So that's the vegetable garden. In the, in the uh, flower garden, um, there are quite a few plants that you can grow that will survive frost. So instead of going through your garden and covering everything up with sheets or comforters, you can actually grow flowering uh, annuals or bedding plants, we call them, uh, and you don't have to cover them. So things like snapdragons and petunias and wishbone flowers and... um, uh, let's see, pot marigold. Uh, you can grow all of those in the wintertime. And if it gets really cold, um, it doesn't make any difference. They uh, they will survive uh, a frost and actually prefer a frost. So um, there's a lot of uh, a lot of flowers that you can uh, grow in the wintertime, uh, and you can always cut them and bring them into the house. So things like carnations or dianthus uh, and snapdragons, very popular in the wintertime. And if they get a little cold weather, they actually like it. And you don't have to cover them up. Robert, thanks again for the insight. Really appreciate it. Really appreciate your time. And and you take care of yourself and and enjoy this beautiful weather that we're having. And, uh, you know, keep track of those days. It's always nice talking with you, and um, don't forget, if you're interested, you can always get the Florida Fruit and Vegetable Garden. It's available. The book is available uh, in uh, on Amazon and um, Barnes and & Noble and I think Target and um, um, Lowe's sell it online as well. It tells you everything you need to know about growing vegetables and fruit trees in Central Florida. Just look for the vegetable garden book with the watermelon on the front cover. Okay. Thanks so much, Robert. Take care. Be well. 
And thank you all for listening. Bye-bye now. This has been G's. Bye-bye. This has been G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. Have a wonderful weekend. Enjoy yourselves. Enjoy your time with your family. Enjoy the outdoors. Be well. Be safe. Be blessed. And please remember, all real power comes from God. Take care. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.